Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Real Film Nerds. Well, it is another week without Seth. He decided he is going to uh, do some out-of-townness for work, which I understand. They are all required to go. So I'm not because I'm not special like them. So we have Hoppy Mike filling in once again. Mike, how's it going, brother? Good. Thanks for having me back. So this week, we're going to discuss a comedy that I was pleasantly surprised at. I thought it was going to be a lot slower, a lot dumber, just purely based on the trailer. I'm talking Game Night. Mike, you want to uh, go over Game Night for us? Sure. So uh, Game Night uh, is a group of friends who met regularly for Game Nights, find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery. And it's starring uh, Jason Bateman as Max and Rachel McAdams as Annie. Um, there's a couple other actors in it. Um, Kyle Chandler as Brooks and Jesse Plemons as Gary. All right. So I saw this movie on opening weekend, which is now a couple weeks, I think. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. The trailer makes it look really dumb and really boring and really stupid. And I think they just did a bad job of cutting the trailer. I really, I liked how it's kind of a callback to uh, 1997's uh, The Game with Michael Douglas. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Mike. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, it's one of uh, David Fincher's uh, movies, and that's kind of where I became a fan of him. So, in my opinion, it was a lot, a lot like that movie. Just funny, I guess is a... The only way to really put it. <laughs> it yeah, yeah, it is kind of, it. you know, it does lend itself to that similar situation of kind of a realistic um, game. So more than, than your, uh, you know, boards or your your uh, Pictionary, or not, not Pictionary, what, what is it when you, what is it where you Charades. draw the thing? Charades. More than charades or, or your um, normal board games, kind of a fake reality kind of thing. Okay, so a fake reality game. So are you talking something like a, a murder mystery game? Yeah, I guess it's kind of like uh, like a. I guess you have you ever been to one of those like um, mystery dinners, like where there's like a who done it while you're eating your dinner yeah and that, then like that's that's a murder mystery game yeah but yeah. no no i have not been to one because i don't have friends oh okay well i recently you, went to one actually you keep forgetting uh, that i don't have friends you're my only friend mike and you don't live anywhere near me oh okay well i recently <laughs> went to one yeah and with, your, was, with um, the uh with the uh girlfriend Yes, the the fiance. Nice. Yes, the fiance. Uh, yes, um, it, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Although it was kind of raunchy. Um. <laughs> was like raunchy, as in like everyone was sitting around their tables in their swimsuits and underwears. No, raunchy and is like the dialogue and the things that kept coming up in the the murder mystery, like clues and the characters were like kind of just 
I don't know, dirty. Like it was just kind of, kind of uh, like R rated, but with like a kind of an X hue. <laughs> like like they they kept saying things and stuff. You're like, wow, okay. Well, give us an example. Come on, you know we are explicit here, so you're allowed to uh, say <sighs> dirty and horrible, and nasty things. Uh, the original intention was not to be explicit, but you know Seth and I kind of dropped the ball on that one on our first few episodes. Uh, I don't know. I guess there was just talk of like uh, you know um, uh, different kinds of sexual positions and all kinds of different things like. And then he'd like kind of look at the audience and then like smile kind of like <laughs> and then start going back to the character. So <laughs> there were all kinds of innuendos, sexual innuendos and stuff like that. Who was banging who in the uh, closet and things? Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. So uh, to help solve the murder mystery, you were trying to figure out who was romantically involved with who and various other clues that were happening. So interesting. So your experience with game night was a lot like your experience in real life, right? You're, it turns out it's your brother and he's like a, a legal trader and they come rolling up and really kidnap him. And it's not a game anymore. Uh, no, not quite. No, <laughs> no it, wasn't, it, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't no. that awesome then. Okay. No, no, it wasn't that awesome. Uh, the only thing that was probably the awesomest was the um, un- all you could drink. That's always pretty sweet. Now, now, would it be the awesomest or would it be the most awesome? What would be the proper grammar there? Oh, uh, I think it would be most awesome. Well, but uh, you're not you're not really talking to the right guy for grammar. Hell, do I know? <laughs> I, I'm just a photographer. You're you're just you know an engineer. So what do I know? Yeah. All I right. got nothing. So, Jason Bateman is the main character with uh, Rachel McAdams, who's smoking hot, as always. Um, They fall in love. Like, that's one thing. The trailer, like, shows, like, this puts this emphasis on them meeting on, like, a game night in a bar, you know, a trivia night. And... It puts this emphasis on that, and that's not really like the emphasis of the movie. That's like five seconds in the movie, so that kind of yeah. The movie is really like they just have a what uh, like a um like a montage yeah of their kind of meeting and and becoming uh, a couple and then married and all that, and then it's like okay, now the movie starts. Yeah, whereas <laughs> like the trailer made it seem like like. It was all about like how they met and all that stuff. At least that's what I read out of it. And then it turns into, you know, the game and all that. But that's not how the movie was. The, I think it was better. Way better. Way better. Yeah, the movie is, is way, way better than the trailer. Like, the trailer did kind of make it look like just kind of some garbage movie that got made. But uh, after your recommendation, Matt, I went and saw it. And it, it, it was it, it's good. It was fun. It it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite in the whole movie. I love Jason Bateman. I love Rachel McAdams. But I really, really loved the role that um, 
Jesse Plemons played of the cop. Uh, was it Gary? Gary, yeah. Like he was creepy and he was weird and he was hilarious all at like the same time. It was incredible. I'm really, I'm really starting to like him as an actor. I mean, he killed it in Breaking Bad and Fargo, the TV series, but this was just freaking awesome. I mean, just awesome. It was so, he did such a good job. It was so funny. Like, uh, yeah, in no, the tra- it was like one of the funniest parts of the whole movie. They show it in the trailer is the dog, you know, that's covered in blood and he shakes and the blood goes all over the, the bed, the office. I think not a bedroom an office. That's yeah. like one of the funniest parts of the whole movie. And they give that to you in the trailer. But it's a lot better in the movie because you see him with the dog like constantly. Like he's always like, and he's not walking the dog. He's like walking out of his front door and he's holding the dog in his arm. Like it's a, like it's like a a baby or something. It's hilarious. And he just has it the whole time. I love that. Yeah, it's, um, he does a really good job of being like this awkward super creepy like like character who you're like man i wouldn't invite that guy to my game night right and he's the neighbor he's the neighbor next door to the main characters jason bateman and rachel mcadams he's the neighbor and they used to be good friends and but they were really good friends with his wife and his wife has recently uh divorced and left him but he hasn't moved out and he still expects to be able to hang out with the main characters on their game night, even though it's like a couple's game night. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He, 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 he thinks he should be uh, invited. So, uh, I guess, I mean, we, we, uh, we give away a lot of spoilers. Of course we do. If you have made it into episode five, which is where we're at now, and you don't realize that we do nothing but talk about the movie and ruin the whole thing, then you might want to turn it off. <laughs> All three of you can unsubscribe now. <laughs> yeah. The uh... No, actually, actually, our numbers are doing surprisingly well, in my opinion. A lot more than I anticipated in our first month of doing this. So, Anyways, yeah, go ahead, Mike. The... Yeah, Sorry for great. interrupting you. <laughs> um, so to continue on the spoiler-ridden uh, reviews, uh, there's <laughs> like in the very beginning, they tell everybody to kind of like sneak in so the neighbor can't. Um, neighbor Gary, who is also a police officer, can't uh, see them coming over for game night, so he won't try and invite himself over, seeing that there's cars in the driveway and stuff. So. Their friends proceed to jump through the windows into the house. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty Which funny. Is... That was that was really unexpected when that first was it that first was it a girl or is it the guy? And he doesn't come through like the living room window. He comes through like the kitchen window. It just freaks yeah, everyone think, out. That was funny. I think it's Billy Mag Magnuson who plays the character of Ryan. Yeah, that's a that's a interesting spelling. Sorry, I just pulled up my IMDb because you know I'm a cheater. So. Oh yeah, well I already have it up. Nice. So I was I was just pre-cheating. Oh okay, good. Yeah, no. And what what do you think about that character? Um, he was so weird. Um, 
he was weird in his own ways. He was like this kind of playboy guy who's apparently always got a different... He's always bringing a different woman to the game nights. And everyone's like, aren't you tired of losing because you don't have any consistency in your, your uh, partner? And he was like, no, I don't. I'm not that competitive. <laughs> it, was just, it was weird. He, um, he reminds me a lot of like the stereotypical like bro character. It came off a little forced, but not too forced. I really liked what they did with it when it came to the big game with his brother and everything. Was how like he finds like the smartest person he can find, which is what like his lawyer or accountant or something, or doctor. I don't remember. Something uh, she had some high was, job like that. I think she was the account uh, accountant, or uh, I think that was his accountant, the 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 girl that he brought. Yeah, it's something like that. And he brings her, and she's like the smartest person like in the room by far, and a British accent on top of it, and all this stuff, and. She just immediately like starts tearing him a new asshole. It was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Sh- Sh- Sharon Horgan. Uh, she played the character of Sarah. Yeah, and and she just starts tearing him apart, and then he slowly throughout the course of the movie starts like legitimately falling in love with her instead of just trying to sleep with her like all the other dates that he brought to the other game nights. Yeah. And then she's like, really? Right now? Like, he keeps saying things, and then she's like, ah. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of funny. Because she, I think, generally, she thought it was a, a legitimate date, and it sounded like he had only planned to bring her because he wanted a ringer to do better in the game night. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And once both of the characters know this, their their relationships are, or relationships kind of different um because they both kind of know each other's i guess intentions trying to think what else we could say about it well um it was originally supposed to be directed by uh jason bateman but um the uh two directors who ended up directing it said they were also had a had a hand in the script they said they wouldn't do anything with the script unless they both got to direct it. Um, one of the oh, guys that's used shitty. to be, yeah. Um, so one of the guys, uh, John Francis Daly, he was uh, he used to be on the show that I watched all the time on. Uh, oh man, of course I'm a blank on the show. It's it was a crime show. Oh, Bones. He used to be on oh, Bones. He was okay. one of the guys. Yeah. Um, but it looks like he's moving more into uh, a director. Uh, I'm not familiar with the other guy, uh, Jonathan Goldstein, but uh, it might become more of a trend to do uh, two directors. Cause I, I know with the new, um, to bring it back to the Marvel cinematic universe, I know with the new Avengers, there's a, a pair of brothers who are directing um, the, the next two movies. Well, I guess it's probably all filmed at once, but the next one we see will be directed by some brothers. Yeah. Avengers infinity war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm okay with co-directors. I mean, you know, you remember the matrix series, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the, let's just say the Wachowskis. Yeah. They, 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 they male or female. Well, but they were brothers back then. Yeah. I guess that's true. So, Anyways, 
yeah, I liked I liked the original Matrix. The other two I wasn't so hot on, but I really enjoyed the original. No, the original was amazing. Uh, yeah. I still watch it, and it's still really good. Oh, yeah. It still holds up really well. It blows your mind um, thinking about it. The, yeah, the only thing that's a little weird about it is, like, the cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even have – like, that's the, that's one to think about, too, is, like, when that movie was made, that was, what, 97, I think? 99, 99? I think. It was, oh, it was newer than that. And to think about it, that I didn't even own a cell phone back then. Like, neither did you. No. no. Nope. Like, I didn't get my first cell phone until college. Yeah, I didn't get mine until uh, 2002. And then I guess that's the, the beginning of the downfall, really. Because now, I mean, you know, kids growing up right now, Matt, don't even know what a land phone is. Like, a landline. Like, we had all our lives growing up. Oh, I know. It's so weird. To get back on the Matrix while we're talking yeah. about game night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, the matrix um uh love the movie uh, what else what were we talking about on the matrix oh that's right we were talking about kids and cell phones and how kids don't even know what a landline is that's yeah that's right now i remember yeah um but i mean i admit i don't i haven't had a landline since i left college so Dude, I didn't have a landline in college. Well, I take that back. I had a landline when I was in the dorms, but that was because yes. they provided for you. I, I just used my cell phone from then on. I don't know. People thought that, at least recently, they thought that was kind of weird. Now it's accepted. It's like, nah, that's just what you have. Like, my parents still have a landline, and I'm like, well, when your connection is crap, just pick up the landline and call me, and they never do. They just always call me on the cell phone, and I'm like, well, then why the hell do you have a landline? I still remember the number. I'll never forget it, but... Yeah, my parents gave up their landline, and, um, well, their traditional landline. And what I did is um, I got my parents this thing called UMA, which is a voiceover IP service. And they pay, I don't know, like $2.32 a month to pay for the connection fees. And uh, it's voice over IP, and they're able to uh, call anybody, no long distance and stuff. And they like to have that. So they use that on combination with their cell phones. Oh, that's cool. All right, so on game night, what would you think of the action? Uh, you know, there's... Too I much, guess there's not enough? There's, no, no, I think that there's action in it, but it's usually kind of fast because um, the movie's not really about action um the 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 opening do you think it was forced no 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 the opening fight scene or or whatever with the the brother uh getting snatched was awesome oh at the uh at at the uh rental house that he's renting yeah yeah that was awesome because everybody's like oh man they're really putting some effort into that because they all think it's part of the game and they're just kind of waiting well, I, it was... I love the guy that plays the FBI investigator is the guy from um, Westworld. Oh, I'm forgetting is. his name. Yeah. But it's oh, the man. guy from Westworld. And he comes in and he's like, I'm from the FBI. I am investigating a murder. And like right off the bat, like anyone that had any intellect in that room immediately starts calling him out on why is the FBI investigating something? <laughs> And I thought that was funny. And they're going on this diatribe about why would the FBI show up and all of a sudden this guy kicks open the door and immediately just knocks him out. 
was like, yeah, that that's is true. awesome. That is so yeah. funny. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he's not even in the, the main list of actors. Because <laughs> he's barely in the movie. Yeah, he's he's in it for like literally like 30 seconds, I think. There was also a surprise person in the movie that I didn't even expect to be in it. Uh, uh, Michael C. Hall. Uh, the guy who played Dexter, which I love Dexter. Oh, man. I don't know what they did in the Earth Theater, but when he popped up, when I saw it, again, it was on opening night, which I never do. And everybody in the theater started cheering. They're like, oh, my God, yes, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, the person I went with was, you know, hoping that he was going to turn out to be the one doing it in the. Oh, anyways. Yeah. I, I think the uh, whole scene with the, not to go back to the dog shaking the blood everywhere, but I think that whole oh, yeah. scene where the dog was covered with blood and shaking and causing all the blood splatters was kind of like a throwback to like, it's almost like a tell to let you know that, hey, Dexter's coming, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man, but it was fo- so funny because it just kept getting messier and messier and the dog is just crystal white, like perfectly white. And they were dumping like the the reddest dye on it, and it just kept getting worse and worse. It was like that was a really funny scene. Well, that, I just like how know, he tries to he tries to like <laughs> clean it off, and it's just worse. And then the other one that I didn't get is okay. So to explain it for our listeners, uh, Jason Bateman gets shot in the arm, and his wife tries to fix it and everything, and you know she's not a doctor. And it doesn't go so well, but it's enough to where he covers the, sh- it, you know, his, uh, the bullet wound with a shirt and everything, and it's no big deal. Well, so he's dripping the blood, like, on the dog while he's working on, like, a computer. And, like, there is so much blood coming out of his arm. How did he not realize that was happening? And how is he not passing out right now? Yeah, yeah, no, it, it doesn't explain that, but, I mean, it let lended to a really funny scene so i think they just you know hollywoodized it and you just need to make believe matt that he was really fine and everybody who loses that much blood would be okay it made for a very funny scene the the part where the dog shakes and it splatters all over the place (laughs) it's like uh, it just it just like hits you if you're a dog owner you're like yes i've been there it wasn't blood I don't think it was blood, but my dog has done that many times, you know? And so it just kind of connects you with it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. You know, one of the other things that I liked about this movie is how it wasn't afraid, like, to make fun of Hollywood and movies of its own. Like, the whole part about um, where they're trying to chase down the airplane as Michael C. Hall is trying to take off with Jason Bateman's brother in the movie. And, you know, it calls out, what is it, the the transporter? No, I think it called out Taken, taken 3. Taken, or... that's what it One was. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Taken. Hey, yeah. dude, they're all the same. <laughs> A Liam, Liam Neeson movie that is not Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, Oh, come on, man. He has lots of great movies. But yeah, it, I know. Yeah, I mean, he was in Schindler's List and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but dude, it, that, that's anyway, an his... incredible film. His movies of late, we all just call him Taken on different things. His recent one was Taken on a Train. I don't, I don't remember what the movie's called, but that's what we refer to it at uh, my office. Well, I, I liked how they were calling out that he was going to try and take down the plane with the Corvette, 
and she like just drops the name of what like in taken or whatever it was funny and then you know yeah. the whole thing is like uh o- almost an homage to uh the game and so there's a lot of fun interesting aspects where they aren't afraid to kind of make fun of themselves and make fun of hollywood with it which is good yeah yeah there's there's some things so this one guy kept obsessing uh the one character in the movie uh hold on i'm looking him up ryan played by billy magna magnusum he kept talking about how rich people had this fight club (laughs) i totally forgot about that that was so good and then the movie, like he kept like obsessing about it, kind of like mentioning it, kind of too much. Oh, dude, and then like, they actually stumped... constantly from like the very beginning of the movie. And then they actually do stumble on a rich guy fight club. And to bring it all back around a little bit, there's a part where they're playing um, uh, charades or whatever, and he's trying to describe Ed Norton, who starred in <laughs> Fight Club. Yeah. So I I don't know like when Jason Bateman was trying to do it, uh, yeah. And it, the whole point of Jason Bateman doing it is, um, his brother was there and they're extremely competitive, and Jason Bateman's really good at games and his brother's really good at games, but he's always beating him. And Jason Bateman basically starts choking, and no one gets like these really simple, easy to nail references of Edward Norton. Like the jo- the one about the Hulk where it just kept going and going and going. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that they, is so bad. <laughs> they kept calling out all the different people. It was like like like, like Lou Ferrigno. Eric Bana. Uh, Mark Eric, Ruffalo. Eric, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Again, I'm a super nerd and I'm, I love my Marvel movies, but that was just hilarious. Ugh. Cause yeah. not no no shame to the other actors, but Ed Norton is like the biggest name out of all the actors that have played Hulk, in my opinion, and they don't remember the him. It's so funny. It was yeah. just one so, movie though, so yeah, no, but they were it, it. It definitely made fun of some of the Hollywood stuff. Like, there's even a like kind of a bad ripoff scene uh, from Pulp Fiction where Rachel McAdams' character, Amy, is like, uh, they're going to rescue the brother, and they still think it's part of the game, and she's got the gun, and she's waving it all over the place, like the, the restaurant scene oh, in yeah. Pulp Fiction. And she was reciting yeah. the dialogue, too. Yeah. yeah, 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 no, she did. She, I think she quoted it word for word, or, or close. Pretty close, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was funny. And then, and then when they opened the door... And uh, find the brother. It totally is almost kind of the scene out of Pulp Fiction with the gimp and everything, because he's mm. strapped, strapped, strapped down to a chair and a sock in his mouth and all. Yeah, yeah. They almost made that whole scene, you know, uh, a throwback to Pulp Fiction. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of funny because like Rachel McAdams was ridiculous because at this point she just thought it thinks it's part of the game, thinks the gun's fake, thinks everything's like, she's like dancing around while, while Jason Bateman's character, Max, is uh, checking their, these guys' pockets that they've just told to, to uh, freeze and lay in this weird downward dog type yoga Oh, yeah, move. the yoga. <laughs> <laughs> the yoga part. Where, like, she's like, she, like, hands Jason Bateman the gun, hands it to him wrong, I think she aims it at him and hands it to him, which is like, 
firearm safety 101, you know? You don't aim a gun at someone unless you're going to shoot them kind of thing. And she hands it to him and then gets down on the ground and shows all the people that they're holding hostage how to do the downward dog. <laughs> well, I don't think it was necessarily the downward dog, but I can't remember yeah, what whatever it's called. The hell it, so that's what, was it Happy that's what Baby? I don't know. It was one of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something where your hands are kind of out in front of you and your leg. I don't know. I don't know yoga, but uh, it, it was it was pretty funny scene because she had to show him how to do it. Because of course, a lot of men don't know yoga. We know yoga pants though. Lots of wonderful, wonderful pants. Yes, we do know yoga pants. All right, Mike, would you recommend people to go see this movie? Yes, yes, absolutely. Is it a must see or is it wait until it comes out on Blu-ray? I mean, it's not a must-see, but if you're looking for something that's pretty funny, it'll probably be out on Netflix also. Well, because well, it's not a huge movie, you know. And sometimes I feel like those those um, those movies don't uh, come to Netflix pretty fast. Well, what I at least this is my perceptions. There's been a lot of really serious, a lot of hardcore action or just uh, freaky movies in the theaters the past month and a half or so um you know a lot of that has to do with uh award seasons and things like that and i just saw this as a nice fun well done comedy that is perfect for a date night or if you just are having a shit filled day like most of mine and you just need a laugh i say go to the theater and go watch it because it's you're not going to be disappointed you're really not it's it was fun and it was funny and it lifted my spirits. So, yes. So, Matt, on that note, how many reels do you give this? All right. Now, you probably will tear me apart on this, but I give it three and a half reels out of five. Well, no, because I was thinking about doing three and a half reels, but I, I think I'm going to do three reels. Three? But, uh, wow. Yeah. Even lower, because I think you enjoyed this movie more than I did. Well, maybe not. I don't know. No, but I, you know, I, I, I did like it. It was very entertaining for, you know, uh, for a, like a, a an adult comedy. It was great. It was it was funny. It wasn't it wasn't trying to do too much. Like you watch it, and it, it was it was just just good. It was lighthearted. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of like there's a little bit of a story with. Uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams character about them trying to start a family and some of the things going on with that. But other than that, it was pretty just, Hey, we're trying to rescue his brother, even though he's kind of a douchebag and you know, this is all the stuff that happened. So I enjoyed it, but just three reels for me. Cool. Well, I think this is the end of episode number five with guest co-host Hoppy Mike. Mike, you got anything else you want to uh, add for your your second podcast ever in our fifth episode? Um, I was just, I didn't quite work it in. Somehow I was going to try and um, bring in Marvel Cinematic Universe again, but I didn't get a chance. So anyway, Rachel McAdams was in Doctor Strange. So there's like always like a tie-in these days. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, you brought it in earlier, but yeah, I that's interesting. Do you think... Um, Hollywood is just going to run out of actors and they're going to have to start enlisting normal people to put in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, very may well with uh, the hashtag MeToo. Yes. Because I'll sign on to that shit. 
Like, I want to be, like, um, in the Deadpool universe. I don't know if you know this, but there's lots and lots and lots of different Deadpools in the world. Well, not in the world, in the multiverse. And so Ah. there's a Deadpool of basically everything. And I personally think I would be a really badass uh, polar bear Deadpool. Okay. So, uh, Disney, Marvel, I'm waiting for your call. All right. (laughs) I'll have to loan you those comic books. Okay. Sounds good. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Here's our badass outro again, done by Mr. Ted Leonard of Prescott Pro Sound. Thanks again, Ted, for doing this for us. Everyone, go out and catch a movie. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.